0: This episode of Earbuddies is brought to you by Subway. Sold out no more. Subway has brought back its fan favorite footlong pass. Sandwich Lovers rejoice. It's Subway.
1: I'm so upset and I am one of 49 writers <laughs> on Morgan Wallen's new album and this is Ear Buddies.
0: Matt, they say it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, they do say that. And it's borne out by the uh, by the results here. Uh Morgan Wallen. <coughs> it's a he's a household name everybody knows about this guy he's number 1 on every chart
1: imaginable and he has been for months months and months pretty exciting huh pretty pretty cool to see that kind of success he
0: is america's child and we have we all we all pitched in and babysat when we needed and he slipped him a beer when no one was looking and here he is a grown man with a brand new album uh, that has taken the country music world and heck the whole world of music by storm it's called one thing at a time and matt you and I had the, had the joy, the pleasure, the honor of listening to every one of the 36 tracks on this album. The standard edition album
1: with 36 tracks. That's right, Tim. Uh, you know, folks out there in the Army uh, know that Tim and I, of course, wanted to do this episode on Morgan Wallen um, immediately after the release of this behemoth of, of an album uh, But We had to do our due diligence And it took us Three weeks To listen to all 36 tracks I mean it's like
0: It's like sitting down With both acts of Hamilton It's that much of a commitment You know it's like It's like watching The Irishman On Netflix Like you, ha- it's It's a genuine Like block off your schedule situation
1: Yeah it really is And what do we think about it?
0: Well, dear listener, that is what we will be sharing with you today. Our take on Morgan Wallen, country music darling. And I'll start here, Matt, with a question to you. Do you think Morgan Wallen is an idiot or a genius?
1: Must he be one or the other?
0: Well, you know, which, which side of the pond is he on? I think he's on the idiot side of the pond. I have thought that for these three weeks. But something is starting to tickle the back of my brain, thinking maybe this guy, in the words of Marco Rubio, knows exactly what he's doing. Now, it's, it's possible um, you know, that every right move he has made on his path to the top of the country music mountaintop um, has been carefully directed by a team of advisors, and we mentioned the dozens of writers on this latest album. He's getting a lot of help, no doubt about that. But I want to jump back in time to the immediate aftermath of his N-word situation.
1: Oh, am I about to take back what I said? Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shortly after
0: he was caught on camera by TMZ uh, using a racial slur and after uh, after his record label suspended uh, his status as a signed artist and after radio stations dropped him and uh, yada, 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 after streaming services bailed on him, all this,
2: he got on Instagram. Uh, the video you saw was, was me on our 72 of 72 of a bender. And that's not something I'm proud of. Morgan himself,
0: and made a I'm classic... Stupid. So Instagram selfie video apology. This is all pretty standard, par for the course. To but one thing he did in that video, Matt, is say, do. don't um, defend me.
2: Don't come to my now. defense. And lastly, I have one favor to ask. I appreciate those who still see something in me and have defended me. But for today, please don't. I was wrong. It's on me. Take ownership for this. And I fully accept any penalties I'm facing time of my return Matt that was that was a deft
0: psychological move because mm-hmm. what happened after that is everyone came to his defense and he sold so many more albums after that he became too big to ignore they had to uh you know unsuspend him they had to keep playing him on the radio they had to put him back on Spotify and Apple Music because because money talks and and he was making so much money after he disgraced himself and then so
1: brilliantly said, don't defend me. Tim I will I will grant you that that was deft because I mean not only was it deft but that was sort of the four-dimensional chess that we talk about mm-hmm. um, in a very real way because we have all seen any number of celebrity apology videos and notes and posts and such yes and and it is very rare for someone to simply fully own it and then say don't defend me often they'll try and squirrel their way out or or offer you know, mitigating circumstances and and ask for some uh, understanding and forgiveness, or they take a step
0: back, right? You know, they say I'm just going to step out of the limelight for a while. There you go. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do that. That didn't happen with Morgan.
1: No, he he went into the limelight even more. The spotlight is uh, shown brighter on him than ever. There's there's a lot to
0: say about what it means morally for. Uh, for everybody to pick him back up and kind of act like nothing happened, I'm sure we'll we'll get more into that more. But Matt, we got to talk about these tunes a little bit too because they are really terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, where where to begin, Tim? I mean, <laughs> I don't. Maybe we should start.
0: Why don't we start with his hit single, his the number one song in America, "Last Night."
2: Last night we let the liquor talk. I can't remember everything said but we said it all you told me that you wish i was somebody you never met but baby baby something's
1: telling me this ain't over yet no way give me your give me your snap take what do you what do you think about this okay i'm, I'm gonna try to not lean too heavily on on this um but it is worth mentioning that Morgan Wallen did not write this. He had no part of it. Uh, in, fa- in, in fact, he wrote 13 of, or he co-wrote 13 of the 36 songs on this album, which, interestingly, shakes out to 36%. So, 36% of 36 songs. Just want to say that. So, uh, <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> uh, 40 chess right there. Um, I mean, Tim, this song is... I mean it's, it's not a good song it's it's definitely uh, to me a bit more well a bit more palatable than a lot of the other uh, offerings on this album um, mm-hmm. but I mean I don't like it uh, and I don't <laughs> I don't uh, I don't think it's good like he just wants to sound like Florida Georgia line <laughs>
0: it's, the readiness of, of his voice it's um, I mean, honestly, what what FGL did to male country music um, is unforgivable. Yeah, like, just in terms of their their influence, like everybody just just sings right in right on their hard
1: palate. You know, it's it's very it's very unpleasant. It is, and the production on. I mean this tune In particular But the whole album Mm -hmm. Uh Takes so many Pointers from That Vibe That particular Sub-sub-genre Of Modern country music And Mm -hmm. And I mean I don't know Largely it's because So Joey Moy Was the producer On this album Uh And he He produced Uh A lot of Florida Georgia Line stuff Uh He produced Hmm. Nickelback Uh He's done quite a bit of stuff Uh I guess this is his sonic palette yeah uh, uh, but I mean it's it's 36 times in a row I don't know that's the th- let's yeah let's talk about the fact
0: that it's 36 songs long what's going on there Matt is it is it terrorism is this just his agent talking and saying hey the more songs you put out the more songs will chart. And you know, the more records you'll get to break. Like, is it is
1: it as simple as that? Yes, yes, it absolutely is. On on the Billboard Hot 100, mm-hmm. like his entire album is up there, and in the top right. ten, it's like I don't know, most of them, right? Uh, right. So, the, I believe that the goal uh, he was aiming for was absolutely accomplished because mm-hmm. this sort of. Uh, um soulless, uh personalityless, um pick and mix, little something for everybody. Yeah. Uh it works. And it is working right now. To call it an album is
0: almost insulting to albums.
1: Oh, it's not an it's not an album. It's not
0: meant to No, you're not meant to listen to it track after track after track.
1: <laughs> no, like and you and I did. I was gonna say, and I know that. Yeah, you're certainly not meant to. No, it, it it's it's not. I mean, we got to be careful here because I I I'm not trying to, you know, uh, litigate how things have gone for the album as an art form over the last fifteen sure. years, right? We all we all basically know. But um, yeah, this is this is just a bunch of songs. This is you know for streaming this is to put out and chart and break some records um and if you shoot that many bullets uh <laughs> some of them are going to hit and and a few, yeah. quite a few of them have so yeah i mean that that is why but
2: I probably read it.
1: the one that lays by the lamp on the nightstand
2: one that says don't different man but damn if I don't do it every Friday
0: night the the sameness of this album like it's it's honestly like turning on a white noise machine after a while it's just time time passes differently as you're listening to this thing (laughs) because it's all they're just all the same tune essentially or the same like three tunes I guess to do that to instead of you know whittling it down to oh I don't know eight is obviously a pipe dream at this point but <laughs> uh, thirteen songs I'll give him thirteen sure to do that that's what anyone sensible anyone any self-respecting and uh, respecting of others person would do
2: <laughs> paint your truck tread with some red dust while you kick up the long way home share some bootleg. With your best buds Wear a bit of that bonfire smoke
1: band- I mean, yeah, it's, it's white noise. Um, and I guess I mean that in the obvious way, but in the joke way, too. Like, this is just a white, <laughs> white country artist making kind of the same thing over and over. And and I guess right. they're different enough that you can kind of have your favorites um, or... or um, I guess. I mean, I guess. I'm. I'm saying this. There's a. I. I just. I don't know how to analyze them individually. You know no. what I mean? Like I, I. Some websites have. God bless them. Um, but your brain just it melts after a, a second. After you know, a dozen songs.
0: I guess that. Um Kind of takes me to maybe what upsets me the most about this dude. He is the most nondescript male country artist I can imagine. There's nothing separating this guy from, I, you know, Luke Combs or Chris Lane, any of these regular named white dudes who put out regular songs about loving a girl and, and screwing everything up and getting drunk like nothing separates him from the rest of those guys the only thing matt that separates him is that he uttered a racial slur on video tim and buddy and that's
1: it that's the only thing different about him you are exactly right you're exactly right because you know and, and our issue of course with country music i mean there are many but it really is like there's just some guy in his late 20s, early 30s, with a beard and a ball cap, and mm-hmm. he has two names, um, yeah, he sure and, does. and uh, there you have it. I mean, like, there's not, uh, it, it's hard for me, I guess, not to, I guess, paint the entire country music world with the same brush, but it's hard for me to, like, understand how you would, uh, like... Be a particular fan of a particular fellow, you know. Sure, it's just right. kind of anybody, but yeah, like if you like one, I guess you,
0: by default, end up liking them all. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, exactly. But but it is absolutely true that the thing that sets Morgan Wallen apart is his caught on camera racism. the The way that the, I guess, the country music world and perhaps i'm just going to say red state america why not uh sure the way they rushed to his defense in the form of buying his albums yeah. um was remarkable to behold and now uh he is <laughs> he is riding that wave um of goodwill i suppose um <laughs> yeah that's and, the word and a sort yeah. of some flavor of liberal tears in there, you know? Uh, sure, totally. He's, he's riding that s- straight to the bank. We are so owned, you know? Yeah, we got owned. Even saying this
0: in a mic is so so boring because it's it's been said in every think piece in every left-leaning publication already. But, like, it, it actually is an indictment of the whole music industry to me. Like, the way everybody reacted to the almighty dollar by scooping him back up, featuring him in all the playlists again. I I, I think it's kind of horrible, I guess. And (laughs) like, I happened to be listening to the radio just a few days ago, and I caught uh, Ryan Seacrest's Weekend Countdown show, and he was introing a Morgan Wallen song. And referring to the uh, 36-song album length, Ryan Seacrest put it this way. He said, Morgan makes sure his fans get their money's worth. We are all being so charitable to this guy. It's kind of crazy how the red carpet has been rolled out for him. The other thing I want to say, though, is I have been thinking a lot about the chicks Mm. with this whole
1: deal. Please.
0: When you look back at what happened to then the Dixie Chicks in 2003, for just saying that they opposed the Iraq invasion and were embarrassed that George W. Bush was from Texas, uh, and the way the music machine reacted to that versus the way it reacted to Morgan Wallen uttering a racial slur on camera, one just has to stop. And um, bow one's head and and just be silent for a little while. The chicks never recovered, literally. Like they they never achieved uh, commercial success again after just <laughs> criticizing a Republican president for um, invading a country. Meanwhile, if you're a if you're a dude in a ball cap um, and. You just don't really think about these issues that much, you know. I guess I never really thought about it that much. That's enough to make you a cultural hero. It's really it's tough to swallow.
2: There's your trouble, there's your trouble. It's know, it's you
1: can't it's incredible. I mean, you know, we have misogyny, we have uh, racism, we have uh, some type of Brand new, exciting, toxic masculinity, I suppose. Um, and not to just say buzzwords, but like, uh, man, the chicks were and are phenomenal. Yes, uh, they're and, so good. <laughs> and Morgan Wallen is a guy in a ball cap similar to. 300 other guys in ball caps and Mm. and i'm going to reduce him that way because i do not care about or believe in his artistry um so i'm allowed to say that Mm -hmm. uh and i'll I'll be careful here because this you know i don't we don't need to do a whole political thing but you think about it and i mean on the right they react i mean this isn't the exact etymology of the word from french or whatever but like that is what's happening and yeah, and they totally. are they are reacting against things right it's always mm-hmm. it's always against and yeah, obviously the political right. landscape has shifted you know i guess sort of dramatically since uh, you know the the chicks were at shepherd's bush but and how but it's the same playbook. And it's it's truly to I mean, to understand the rise of Morgan Wallen, that's basically all that you need to understand. It's just a reaction against the end. Like I don't even wanna I I, I
0: refuse to call it cancel culture. It's just a reaction against consequences. That's it. All all he had to do to become the biggest star in the world is Do a terrible thing, you know, and face repercussions for it. And there's a whole apparatus waiting to sweep in and, as you said, react against that, react against the repercussions, save him, and do you one better, make him the biggest, you know, the most important active musician.
1: Yes, no, exactly, because it's not about... Morgan Wallen, right? It's not. It's not that they no. love nobody. If there are Morgan Wallen fans in the in the army, I guess I uh, whatever. That's fine. But sure, right? Yeah. But you do not love Morgan Wallen. The, the, he, he, no, and he
0: doesn't love you. He's putting out thirty six songs. He doesn't care about you listening to
1: them. Honestly, it's this is a you know probably personal uh, psychology test on him. But like, it's not for anybody really it's for him Mm -hmm. it's for his fame and his status and his uh records that he's going to break and his uh price that he gets to put on each concert that he plays like this this is not your money's worth this is not something for everybody it's a lot of stuff kind of for nobody but i mean that's just me saying that i and what what i love too tim I'll, i'll bring this back around is sure to the to the tunes is thank you there there was sort of a in my view sort of laughably naive um assumption from a lot of reviewers that i that i read yeah. that this was going to be this was this album with all 36 tracks that some of them would somehow reckon with his scandal mm. right and that some yeah, of them would right. some would like address that or uh Maybe some introspection, maybe some uh, you know a musical apology. I don't know. They, but it, sure. it, it seemed it seemed like a lot of people were prepared for that. And in yeah. a lot of the reviews I read, everyone said, "Well, that didn't happen." But you know, there there are a couple <laughs> tunes where he's talking about the Bible or Jesus or like not throwing <laughs> stones. Sure, okay. Well, and that's that's what you get. And, and yes. And I, that it's it's so, did you really think, I'm sorry, did you at Rolling Stone and Rolling Stone Country Music and Pitchfork or whatever (laughs) think that this was going to be in any way a thoughtful, contrite response from this man? Because, Tim, you kind of uh, capped it off right at the beginning. This is a man without thought. He he is a dandelion fluff on the wind. And he does not he doesn't write he's not writing his own stuff. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't remember half of what the songs he did. Like I guarantee you you bring him into the studio, he won't remember that. Because he even if he wrote it or had a part in writing it, like that's I'm not gonna give you props for writing the same song thirteen times come on.
0: He's go he's sleepwalking through life. He's sleepwalking.
1: He absolutely is. He didn't think about it.
0: Yeah, and you know, right. To your point, Matt, I um I'll link it in the show notes. Why not? The pitchfork review of this album is a fun read. Um yeah, that is that is a pretty good one. It's pretty good. And to to quote it just briefly, quote I imagine the importance of Wallen being true to only himself was a bolded instruction for all 49 co-writers on his latest album. This focus group was seemingly assembled to craft the most true to wallen reflections of his Tennessee realness and repentant heart in the wake of... Note to collaborators, please keep this part as vague as possible. All the mistakes people make in this crazy world. The mistakes we all make. Because that's, that's as close as he gets, is unspecific, gosh... I sure screwed that one up, huh? Yeah. And that's, anyway, that's any country song, you know? Exactly, dude. Any no, country that's, song, right? All these writers have fifty of those songs in their back pocket. Yep. <sighs>
1: I'm going to say, like, in saying all of this, I, and Tim, probably you, are, we are not uh, sitting and, and demanding or expecting any sort of apology here, or, mm-hmm. or you know, he doesn't have to eat crow and, and get back in our good graces. I didn't like his stuff before this, so that's me. But, mm-hmm. like, the, the point is not that we can't forgive people who have... Aired in some way publicly, right? The point. Right. I mean, we should we should be able to do that. Uh, yes. And that's a whole different conversation. But like, with a guy like this, who does not think about it, hasn't thought about it, and and gives it no consideration at all. I mean at least when something bad happened to taylor swift for the first time in her life she wrote a terrible album about it you know but she wrote it yeah, and she, she talked about it she's clearly thinking about it yes, yeah dude yes she she is has a brain and yes i just it is it is just just disgusting to me i feel you completely dude and and yes uh,
0: i i agree there there of course there should be room in you know, capital S society to, uh, welcome the, the wayward sheep back into the flock or whatever. Um, but my, my take on this and any other situation, I guess, where someone who is in the public eye and enjoying a life of moderate to significant luxury, Matt is key. And, and no one else in his position is entitled to any of it. Like, when you see YouTubers apologizing and, and promising to get better and, and po- taking, a, taking a moment to listen, you know, they everybody does this with the expectation that six months or a year or two years from now, they'll be able to slide back into the culture and keep doing their thing, right? Um, there are so many other dudes who do what Morgan can do that... What's the... Why... Why give it to him? You know what I mean. Like, I Tim, there that's, are, there yes. are seventy five thousand other men living in Nashville, uh, with crazy dreams and hoping to make it big. You know what I mean. Yes, like, there's no reason that we have to save his spot in line or anyone no, else's like that.
1: It's I was I was going to basically say that because you turn on the radio or Spotify or whatever and you're hearing a song that could be. Any of those dudes, but it's yes. not it's Morgan it's him and and do I necessarily want personally as, as a as a with my taste right do I want there to be more like dumb bro country around not really, but sure no th- like but why must it be him now and forever I guess yeah it, well, it doesn't need to be.
0: Well, we've answered why. I mean it's Well yeah. You know, we know why. We're going in circles at this point. There's nothing really left to say except um it's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame that this is this is kind of that the country music world revolves around him now. Doesn't have to be this way.
2: Yep. Ain't that some back home buddies in a field, mud on the wheels? Yeah, ain't that some thick smoke, silveride old tearing up a two-lane road? Ain't that some steel you and TRY? we've been doing since we was Jay High. There's folks out there ain't TRY this man, ain't that some shit? That's Your buddies. <laughs>
0: we'll continue in a moment.
2: I didn't even know what a honey hole with a Zepco co on my jeans rolled and a pinch of skull in my lip. Even this, they say we ain't gotta. But I thank God for this. Ain't that some back home, but in a field, mud on the whiz? Yeah, ain't that some thick smoke, silverado ride, tearing up a two lane road? Ain't that some CO, U, N, T, R, Y? See what we've been doing since we was here. There's folks out there.
0: This episode of Ear Buddies. Well, it's brought to you by Subway Restaurants. Subway. Matt. Hey. There are. A lot of subways all across the fruited plain. And how? And and for good reason. You know, we we love a good sandwich here in America, don't we, folks? Don't we love a good Sammy? We do. And um we love it so much, Matt, that heck, we should have them daily. Oh. We should we should eat a subway sandwich once a day. Okay. And I hear you saying, um, That would break the bank. I don't have enough money to go to Subway daily, much as I'd like to. Well, guess what, folks? The $15 per month footlong pass is back. If you purchase this uh, subscription, every footlong you get is 50% off. Once a day. That's what? the caveat. Once. So, you, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's $15, and then every sub is half off. That's the foot long pass, baby. Uh, we can do it now. We can finally eat as
1: many subs as we want. Matt, what uh, you know? What do you. How does this change things for you? Oh, it changes everything for me. Uh, Tim, like any red blooded American, I love Subway. I. <laughs> love to go in there and i smell that delicious smell from uh, miles away miles oh, <laughs> away impossible to miss and i and i it lifts it goes through my nose and it lifts mm-hmm. me up like a cartoon character and, it, and it, it carries me along right to the front door of my local subway or one of my local subways rather there are so many uh and mm-hmm. i i knock on that door and uh Somebody comes, someone wearing a visor comes and opens it up and lets me in. And they say, mm-hmm. What'll it be today? And the options, Tim, are so overwhelming. Oh, they're staggering, yeah. The best of America, I would say. Just the, the sheer... It is almost a literal melting pot of ingredients, of, <laughs> of spices and condiments, herbs, mm-hmm. vegetables, <laughs> thin slices of, of meat or whatever. Um, yeah, and Anything you could ever want. It's basically anything you could ever want. And you get to pick... This is the thing about Subway, and I know people know this, but let me just reiterate. You get to decide... <laughs> Everything that goes on that (laughs) delicious-smelling piece of bread, of which there are also many options, they they don't make you... They they don't say, I'm afraid we can't do that. No. If you Mm -mm. say, I want black olives, and I want some teriyaki sauce, and I want half of it (laughs) toasted, but I don't want the other half toasted, Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's all you want they're not they're they're not gonna look at you weird they are simply going to say here is your sandwich would you like a drink and fries with that make it a meal make it a combo there you go there's no judgment it it, it is it is it is like a church (laughs) don't you think man
0: I do I do yes it's like going up to receive communion
1: gather us in you know
0: yeah, and it feels I've I haven't thought about it this way before, but I'm as I reflect and I <laughs> uh, compare it, you know, back and
1: forth. Yeah, it is. It's a lot like a church. It's like <laughs> it's the American <laughs> church. It's the Church of America, really. Right. It's and it's and it is a it is a safe space for all.
0: It is any dietary preference. Come, all you hungry. Uh, but unlike church, Matt, they do—they do make you. It's not an offering plate. It—you are required by law to pay for the food oh, right, that you right.
1: receive. Right.
0: So there's—that's the, yeah. the sticky wicket, right? Sure. That's the difference here. Right. Um, and yet, benevolent gods—they are, because they have said the footlong pass is here to. Um, well to ease the burden to uh, to take a, take a a little bit of the load off of you and your your wallet. yes. with that footlong pass in hand, it's it is sort of a um, well, it's your ticket to heaven. You show it at the gate at the pearly gate that is opened by a visor wearing man or woman or, or anything. and they welcome you in. you know they open they open the doors for you. And now you actually only have to pay half of what every
1: other, well, sinner mm, uh, would, yeah. have, would have to pay uh, otherwise. And not that we're not sinners all, but we've been of co- re- redeemed through this footlong pass. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, 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 it is a ticket to heaven. You think about Jesus feeding the multitudes... <laughs> with so little, and in a lot of ways, I suppose Subway isn't working with much. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it's it's although it is, it seems so abundant. It is, yeah. It seems it's it's limited in, in reality. Uh, but that's that's not really ours to question because we enter hungry and we leave satisfied. Yes And I mean isn't that the promise Of Subway or of Christ I don't see a difference really (laughs) Yeah the uh, Right the lines are are blurring Before my very eyes You know what I would say Tim Yeah go ahead This this is just uh, This is more directly to Subway And I I feel as if I have the right To say this because You know we've been in contact And they're paying us Uh, Yeah what I well, would right. do—it's—it's it's, it's our ad read. Yeah. What I—what I would do, you know, that meat that you can get on a subway sandwich, all different kinds. <laughs> yes. Sure. For me, yeah. I don't even know if I would make that real meat because it—it it ends up just sort of in mm. the bottom of a of a aluminum bin, um, and so much gets thrown out, and I don't think it that it affects the taste that much, you know. So you I don't think. think you don't think the Subway meat transubstantiates? No. It, well, it, that's, it, Brett, and that's... That's the thing, Tim. Does it? <laughs> well, I don't... That's It's not in the ad copy here, so I don't know for sure, but it might. It might. I mean, I'm not trying to make an argument for, for plant-based... Something but is happening there. Something is definitely happening. Yeah. It's miraculous.
0: I think I... I think Subway is doing everything right. And, you know, I think when Judgment Day finally comes, um, we would all be wise to rush to one of the, wow, 37,000 Subway restaurants across 100 countries. So, look, uh, when Jesus comes back and comes to judge the, the quick and the dead, you should probably book it. To Subway, Mm -hmm. grab yourself a sandwich, use that footlong pass,
1: and relax, man. You've got this. Subway, Tim, you're right. Subway, that's the arc, you know? That is the arc (laughs) through which we will all be saved. It's Subway.
0: back to Ear Buddies. Matt, there are just these episodes where we know uh, a palate cleanser is in order after the,
1: uh, after the main mm. segment. Yeah, we get down and dirty, and I think we, uh, we need one. Mm-hmm. This
0: is obviously one of those. Uh, and so, uh, let us get ourselves out of this mess with Morgan Wallen, and maybe uh, point our compass in the direction of someone who is perhaps the diametric opposite. And that, uh, I think we both agree, is Jason Isbell.
2: A heart on the run Keeps saying hand on the gun You can't trust anyone I was so sure What I needed was more Tried to shoot out the sun and Days when we raised with flew
0: Jason Isbell, Matt. Um, he's he's a very different kind of artist. In isn't uh, he? Uh, yeah, almost every way. <laughs> different different kind of person. Yeah. Uh, he is. Uh, he's been around for a while. Obviously, has not reached the the heights in terms of commercial success that. Uh, Morgan Wallen has reached but there is some sort of funny um, shared DNA between the two uh, which is that the song you're hearing right now Cover Me Up was covered by Who Else Man? Morgan Wallen So cover me
2: up So cover me up you're
0: Uh, and when when it all went down with Morgan, Jason was there to, <laughs> to say he would donate all royalties from uh, earned from Wallen's cover of his own song to the NAACP. You know, he is no fan of Morgan Wallen to this day. And his music really is a salve um, when you... When you think about these baseball cap wearing dudes, um, you know what's your what's your what's your take on Jason?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but if not, let me remedy that now. A good country song. Is the best kind of song. There is nothing, there is nothing like a good country song. Which again, Tim, is why you and I, uh, realizing that and believing that, we criticism comes from a place of love. We love this kind of music, Mm -hmm. and we're not just Mm -hmm. trashing it because we think, uh, you know, anything with the steel guitar sucks, right? Um, No, Lord, no. That being said. I love Jason Isbell I love his writing Um, He Is the only writer On his albums Um, And I, I don't even mean that as a, a moral thing. That's you can have co-writers, but like, yeah, th- you right. know, that, that's his, his vibe. He's an, he's an artist, right?
0: Yes. Well, and but you know, sorry to interrupt, but but to your point about a good country song being such a such a wonderful thing, it's kind of hard to write a good country song with a team of writers imagining, uh, you know, stories for you to sing. Like, there is something something really important, I think, actually, about sort of the authored nature of some of the best country music out
1: there. Oh, Tim. Oh, boy. I wish you'd brought this up hours ago so we could talk about it for hours. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, you know, uh, pop by committee, we all are familiar. Uh, that works... Uh, as well as it does, sure. Um, and mm-hmm. it started off being very much a pop thing, um, mm-hmm. and not a country thing, right? Yeah. And now right. because country is pop, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's country by committee. And but yeah, like you think about the best country songs that you've ever heard, in general, were written by one soul and one brain. Mm-hmm. If if you're telling a story and you're bearing some part of yourself, yes, you kind of you kind of got to go it alone a little bit, right? That's that's what I think. I
0: honestly agree with that, and and I think that is uh, like you said, it's it's what is so absent from modern pop country music, and it's why we get so frustrated with this genre that. Um, that I used to dislike in the way you describe, Matt. Like I, I used to just mindlessly, sort of say, eh, I don't like the sound of the steel guitar. I think you know, all these this twangy stuff. I don't like it. I have grown to really, really love good country music uh, as much as I love any any good pop music. Um, and it hurts to it hurts to see what could be mountain's
2: rough this time of year Close the highway down They don't want the town I've been fighting second gear Fifteen miles or so Trying to beat the angry snow and I know every town worth passing through. What good does no one do? No one to show it to. And I've grown tired of traveling alone. I'm tired of traveling alone. I've grown tired of traveling alone. Won't you ride with
1: me? And that's, that's Jason Isbell is a, a great... A shining example, at least in the country music world, and there are many, many other artists who uh, have souls and who are, you know, who can really write uh, in in every sense—melody, mm-hmm. lyrics, the whole thing. Um, and what you see is that these people uh, are like loved, right? Yes. These people are admired, and they and songs, you know, cover me up. I know. For a fact from reading a lot of interviews like that well that was written you know about love and sobriety uh, to put it you know just in a couple words mm-hmm. but it has saved the lives of like a lot of people literally right yeah. and and there are a lot of songs by jason and by uh a lot of other artists that sort of have the power to do that which is remarkable Right, which is why these artists are—they get something from the public that is um, really like special in in the best, like most healthy way. I think right, which is hard to say about like the relationship between a, an artist and the public. Mm-hmm. But but that being the case, like it is Morgan Morgan Wallen's cover of Cover Me Up is offensive to me <laughs> like and i say that not because he doesn't have the right uh to do that if he wants yeah but that that became a big a big hit for him and and it was uh and and just a cover of a, another artist's song and i listened to you know morgan's other work in particular this last album one thing at a time great title <laughs> and and i listened to the lyrics I'm sure he had a hand in writing some of them, yep. and he at least signed off on all of them. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to him, his s- stupid little voice, singing, cover me up. And I think, well, this is spiritually yeah. depressing. Like. <laughs> He, he he doesn't know what he's saying. He he can't. How? What do you? There's no way that that song. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna. There's no way that song is is reaching below Morgan Wallen's exterior crust. You know what I mean? Like a couple inches maybe, but not to the heart, not to the soul.
0: Absolutely not, dude. And it's it's a cosmic imbalance to to think about uh, somebody like Morgan. Or, or anybody, it doesn't have to. Like, you know, forget, forget his, um, you know, forget his issues and everything. Just any, any Joe Schmo singer, um, not singer songwriter. Just any singer taking a song like that, um, you know, and getting big, uh, while while a guy like Jason sort of remains in this more indie country. Uh, level of of the stratosphere, it just doesn't feel right. It it's the scale is not uh, working the way it's supposed to there. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And I guess that happens all the time. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> it does happen constantly. Yes. Yeah. But doggone it, Matt, this is a palate cleanser. So let's just
1: uh, <laughs> let's just say that more you know. Yeah. Okay. Please look. Yeah, it is. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, we're, we we're talking about hope. On this whole season, aren't we? We We're are. talking about yes. finding the will to go on. We're talking about getting excited about mm-hmm. stuff, about music. Um, this situation with Morgan is not exciting. It is, it is terrible. Yeah. But, you know what? Here is my hope. I hope that the music can save Morgan Wallen. How about that? Mm. There you go. I hope that when he is singing cover me up and perhaps even other songs that maybe he's written or maybe have some meaning to him outside of uh, breaking records on Spotify and billboard. I hope that they reach his heart. I hope that something that he is saying and something that he is doing is, is meaning something to him because it's clear that most of what he has said so far, he does not really know uh, that he said it uh, doesn't really care after the fact and uh, just wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, just so hasn't thought about it that much, right? Yeah, exactly. I, and that's a, that's a, a, a sort of lofty, uh, lofty prayer that I send towards the heavens. <laughs> but you know, it's possible. Music is a powerful thing. I hope I hope it cracks him. And, and in you know, ten years, we co- we are talking about Morgan. Probably not on this podcast. I don't know if I want to do this for ten more years. But uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully he's. <laughs> He's um grown, I guess, uh and become like a real human being. Do you think Morgan Wallen has ever listened to Claire Deloon? I think probably like accidentally. What do you think he thought about it? Anything? I don't think he thought about
0: it. No, okay. It's kind of kinda of funny to picture him sitting
1: listening to it though. Well that and that's the dream. One must imagine Morgan Wallen happy. Yes. I think that could make him happy, honestly, if he just
0: <laughs> just gave it the time and the attention. Yeah. That's a, that's a fine note to leave it on, my pal. And that's a fine thing to hope for. And I join you in sending that lofty <laughs> prayer heavenward. Isn't it pretty to think so? <laughs> Talk to you later, my man. Talk to you
1: later, buddy.